This podcast is sponsored by the Club Women's Network. It can be lonely working for yourself, so this online support and learning network is here to help women learn what they need to know to stay in business. They meet online twice a month and in-person meetups too. They teach you everything from reels to financial forecasting. For more information, check out theclubwomensnetwork.com. Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, helping you with teens and their screams. Oh, I I'm, like it. Thank you. I, I, I'm a poet and didn't know it. I'm Steph McSherry. I'm a mum of two and a, a, an expert in the world of toddlers. Oh, and I am Bethan O'Reardon and I am a mum of three and a psychotherapist. And that was very, is it onomatopoeic? Yes. Maybe. I mean, check me pulling like out of the, archi- <laughs> the archives of my mind. Yes. And this week we are talking about teens and screens. I mean, realistically, we could talk about this once a week for the rest of the year, but it would get very mm. boring. Yeah, so this is part three. If, if you've younger kids, the other two parts might be more relevant to you. We, we decided to kind of split it up because it's just such a massive topic. Massive topic. Yeah. And actually, I've been stopped at the school gates this week going, loving what you're talking about screens it's so important oh get you what a celeb yeah. Steph what <laughs> with the car so I have a car that's all sign written up and any of the toddlers that are like in the in the vicinity have to come and see the car the poor mums are like sorry we've got to come and see the car oh, isn't that cool <laughs> it's very funny the, the, yeah the kinderama mobile yeah but I think also maybe if you do have toddlers this could be an important one to listen to our younger children because here's the thing like the the way oh I mean this is how tricky this stuff is so the relationship that you want to have with your teen starts with your kid when they're small you know so maybe that's like um maybe that's all you need to know (laughs) if you now want to go and also (laughs) let's let's be honest one of the mums did say to me she's like I'm not tech savvy at all and let's be honest in order to be ahead of our kids we really need to get tech savvy so maybe if you have a toddler start now (laughs) Get tech tech savvy, get the apps, get learning, seriously. Yeah, and the thing is that this is like a learning together thing. Mm. And I think the most important part also, I need to have like a caveat that my dog is in the room with us as well. So that might be like... Anything could happen. Don't work with children or animals. Mm -hmm. And here we are. So if I have to run, it's if she sees something interesting outside, she'll bark. But let's hope she doesn't. So um, here's the thing. I think like my top tip for teens is to be interested in what they're doing online. Be interested in their apps. I did not know how Snapchat worked until I sat and figured it out. I didn't I was I couldn't even figure out like how you add a friend. So I set up a Snapchat account and my kids always laugh at me because I have four friends on it. I have my three kids, my husband. Oh, I have five actually, and I have my niece. Oh, no, I must have more. I have a couple of nieces and nephews. So I've got like about eight friends. I know, go me. But they're like, why didn't you add this person and this person? I'm like, oh, I just don't really want to. So be interested in what they're doing. If they're making mm. videos, what are you making a video about? How do you do that? How do you add the music? Like, you know, you want every parent I meet says to me, I really, really want my child to come to me with their problems. Well, is the way you're dealing with the problems now, the day-to-day ones, going to help that? And that can be a really hard question to answer. Yeah, and that comes down to that sometimes just gut reaction of, 
that's it you can't go on the phone anymore or you know it it's sometimes doled out we've mentioned this last week sometimes doled out as a punishment without us even thinking about it because you've said before all that teaches the child to do is oh well, okay next time i'm not going to tell mum because then i end up with the phone being taken away or my screen time being taken away yeah i heard a great one recently and a great one in that like it's really important to get into the mindset of thinking, oh, that was a really good one. So teen has an um, parents manage the teen's phone remotely in terms of how much screen time they're allowed a day. Let's so, say it's two hours on their phone. So if you manage your child's device from your own device, you can allow them a certain amount of screen time and it'll give them, you know, a 10 minute warning. But then once that screen time is used up, basically the device doesn't use any of the apps anymore you can still use it as a phone just to clue people in yeah yeah oh, unless your oh. child just changes the time on their phone <laughs> <laughs> i nearly I sprayed mean, coffee everywhere then <laughs> i mean this stuff is so clever isn't wow, it okay yeah you know when i met a child in the therapy room who said that and a teen i mean i'm just such an old woman now that everyone is a child um i just i thought wow that's great isn't it i mean that was that was very clever yeah but i can imagine your parents are gonna go balubas when they find out is it worth but, talking about some basic safety ideas with a child with a new device like is it it's got to be always always <laughs> like, yes. I'm assuming you 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 know there are some boundaries I've heard you mention you know in, in your house the children don't go to bed with a device they don't wake up with a device the device gets left downstairs that's a basic safety rule yeah yeah so I don't want to talk about this too too much because parents who sign up to my screen safety talk it's like oh. too many s's are gonna get a free Oh, excellent. Okay. Um, family, uh, family media plan or a family yep. media contract. But what I would say is this, I would say parents use your common sense, but this is where, and I mean, I, hello, five kids, but I say we've got five kids between the two of us. It makes us sound like we're a couple, but I know. <laughs> I have thought that before. It's like anyone tuning in for the first time is like, oh, it's very new, new way. Yes, I love exactly. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. But, but, but here's the thing. I mean, there's common sense and then there's the emotional draw of our children. Parents know the right thing to do. Like, okay, screens are not good in a bedroom at night time I don't know who they're talking to etc etc but it can be so hard to follow through because as parents we feel like we are letting our children down and children are very good I mean the teens I meet today will make excellent politicians they are excellent mm. at stating what they want and why and you see, a, a lot of the times parents come to me and say, but my child just shouts at me. They say I'm a bad parent. I I, I won't swear on our podcast um, for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like children and teens come back to their parents with a litany of like, I hate you. You're terrible. Why would you do this to me? I wish you were dead. So what's and the answer to that, Bethan? I can I hear parents screaming in my ear. Yes, they do that. So what do we do? Yeah. So you ignore it. You don't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> ignore it put the earplugs in well you see they're letting you know that they are not okay with that decision right yeah. I, I mean and, and that's it so what we would always say in the therapy stroke parenting world is don't negotiate with the faulty logic I mean the logic in that moment is, is they absolutely hate you 
and they think that you are ruining their life. So you have to be a step ahead because you know that you're not. So don't and get you into need the to be okay with it. Yeah, and I mean because I, I'm like that. I'm sensitive soul. You know, if somebody tells me they hate me, I feel it. So oh. I, I need to toughen up a bit. Well, but but it is. I mean, but then but it is very hard to think people don't like us. Mm. You know, I mean, like it just is. Even as these big brave adults that we are, if I catch wind that someone was talking about me, which I actually did story did get back to me recently about someone talking about me and it did really hurt. Yeah. But it just made me think, oh, I need to be a bit wary of you, actually. Um anyway, but these are our children. Yes. So our children don't need us to fall into that kind of like, oh my God, you think I'm really bad. Okay, have whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and 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 it is really hard. I mean, I am, I mean, my job is to be like an excellent therapist which means I have to go to therapy to look at myself a lot and I have to go to supervision to look at myself a lot so mm. whenever I respond or react to a client ah that's a clue for me that I have been activated and I need to figure out what happened even I sometimes fall into the trap of why did I just do that mm. why did I just say that thing so this stuff is really tricky really tricky yeah, and I think I think half the problem I was listening to somebody that's in their mid thirties navigating the dating app world and them explaining they didn't grow up with a phone. And then I was thinking, somebody in their thirties didn't grow up with a phone. But what, what she meant was if you think about the, the 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 phones that feel like they've been here forever, really, like I know my daughter is twelve. I know when she was young, like my phone could just about take a photo of her. You know, mm. so she I wasn't sharing her life, you know, through yeah, yeah. every now there's about 13,000 photographs on my phone and I'm really not sure what they're of. Do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? We've gone in such a short amount of time from more or less nothing to handing the world to our kids on a device. Do you know what I did before I came on here? And I did it very carefully because my kids don't have their own devices yet, but they do use mine. So I did it safely. I just Googled the word porn yeah. and I clicked on images. Bethan, I am in my late forties. I saw things that <laughs> will stay with me forever. And you know, I've had sex a few times. There, twice. there, were, there were at least twice. There were, at least. Honest to God, there were things that shocked me. Yeah. Imagine that was a 10 year old. Yeah. So you're wow. talking about really, really, really important stuff here. The first thing is the amount of information entering children's brains at the minute is phenomenal. I love social media. I hate social media. Mm. I hate when I read things or watch things that I'm like, God, I wish I didn't need to know that. Yeah. You know, I'm entering into a phase of my life of the perimenopause and my brain is becoming foggy. I want my brain to just be focused on the things it needs to be focused on. I don't want yeah. to know what someone had for their tea or, <laughs> and, and and this is just me personally. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't want to see all the clickbaity stuff. If I've got a problem, I want someone to help me fix it. So that's the first thing is that we have to really be aware of these teenagers. Secondary school is hard. Junior cert, some people seem to fly and some people find hard. Uh, but my point is, is that children, teenagers are expected to go from primary school to secondary school to having a locker, moving rooms, remembering the right books for the right classes, doing homework, all this um, executive functioning. So real brain thinking stuff. Mm. 
And if our if their brains is just swamped with this kind of excess of information that's out there, that's really hard. So that's step one of why to be really boundaried about your children and their phone use and the amount of time, especially these teens, the amount of time they're on their phone. And the other thing about that from, from my um, perspective, therapy perspective, is that we also must teach children that, you know, say, like my son's 12 and a half and literally he could probably go on his phone 24 hours a day and someone would be pinging trying to have a conversation about something so it's like these friendships they're almost never ending mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like but there can be there can be and we need to teach our kids no 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 come back into the real world keep coming back into the real world that conversation will be there you can join it another day it's like this urgency to be part of stuff yeah because well, that's how those apps and those message platforms were designed to keep yeah. our attention to keep pinging to yeah. keep us engaged the longer we were engaged the more money the apps made through advertising okay you know that is the algorithm right Yes, absolutely. But we need to teach our kids, hey, plug into this relationship, this one with our family, because this is the foundation of life. Mm. You know, this is it. And the second thing you mentioned then was the amount of stuff online that kids can look at that impacts their brain, yeah. that literally they see stuff that is so um, mind-bending. Yeah. yeah, yeah, extreme, mind-bending that their brains actually don't know how to compute that. Well, and let's yeah. take for an example, as we're recording this, the horrendous situation in Palestine is happening oh. and it's happening in real time on our phones. And I'm yeah. talking to a lot of mums at the moment and a lot of mums are very vocal about it on Instagram, myself included. But sometimes I think, because I think, God, the last few weeks, I'm like, Jesus, there's a real heaviness in me at the moment. There's a real... The, the world is a gloomy place. And then I kind of look at these images of children with limbs hanging off or, mm. you know, a, a dad having to amputate his own daughter's leg. I mean, stuff that's absolutely horrific. And we're watching that and expecting our bodies and our brains not to have a, a day long reaction to that. Yeah. Of course, of course, we're holding that somewhere. Of course, that's, you know, we're, we're imagining how they're feeling. We're imagining what that, that pain is like. We're holding some of that pain. So again, imagine a teenage girl witnessing this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you see, as parents, we have to be prepared for if you're giving your kid a phone, you have to be prepared for the fallout of what they see. Yeah. And that is not simple and it is not easy. But the best way to do it is transparency. Yeah. And not transparency like I'm spying on you, just no. transpar tra transparency because I have a great story to tell about that. But also, like, if you think you can't help, not you personally, if listeners yes. and me as well, if I think I can't help my kid with something because it's too much for me right now, well, then it's not the right thing for my kid to see that. Mm. Because who else is going to keep them safe if I can't? Nobody. Yeah. You know, like this online community... Their pals on Snapchat aren't going to give them a hug and say, yeah, the war is a disaster. And I don't know what the resolution is and help them sit in the unknown, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's frightening. And I, I found it very interesting this, this same week that we're recording, there's this massive court case. I don't know whether you saw it in the States. So a lot of the jurisdictions are taking, say, Meta and Twitter and TikTok 
to there there there's a massive court case talking about the damage that is done to children and the fact that if the algorithm picks up on the fact that a teenager is looking at self-harm the algorithm will just keep showing them more self-harm and that's fundamentally what this course court case is about but yesterday i found something absolutely fascinating so tiktok is a chinese app it's it's was created in china a lot of countries around the world have completely banned it for various reasons i didn't realize that the tiktok that children have in china is very different to the TikTok that is accessed by children around the world. Mm. So in China, it's very much an educational, fun platform. They don't have, they don't allow any of this self-harming, anorexia, online bullying. It's just not allowed. It's allowed in the rest of the world. Interesting that. I just thought, yeah, there we go. There's a a real-time example of what are we actually handing our children? Yeah, and, and I wonder if, um, do you know, screen cases for teenagers, say, like you said, the court case, I wonder if it'll be like, you know, when they gave people, because I used to work in addiction, I can't remember what it's called, like, oh, it's totally gone. This is this is the brain fog I'm talking about, guys. Yeah. You know, like the kind of low doses of not heroin, the but uh, opioids. Mm. opioids is pain relief telling them it's good for you it's good for you but actually they were getting people addicted yeah yeah you know i wonder if this will be something similar but my question is always this where are the parents yeah where are the parents checking to see what their children are looking at yeah and 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 here's the thing you will use my family media contract um the rules and your teenager will break them your child will break them There's not many children out there who don't know the rules for being online. Mm. But what children don't know is, is how to actually apply them. Right. There's a huge difference between don't talk to someone you don't know online and suddenly they're in a game of Roblox. Suddenly. Yeah. They're there and they're, oh, God, I wasn't supposed to do this thing and now I'm doing it. And that is the piece that I'm going to help parents with. Well, not only, but. That's a yeah, really yeah. big bit I want to talk about on my screen safety talk because your child is going, your teen is going to break the rules. You must tell me all your passwords for your Snapchat or your TikTok accounts. Okay. I've met many families. Where oh, the child do you want me to tell you mine? <laughs> I, thought, I was like, okay, I'll tell you my passwords. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll moderate you. So, But I've met many families where the teens are like, well, I've actually got two or three because my parents give out to me for what they see on my main one. So I have hidden ones that they don't know about. Yeah. Now, if you as a parent realize that, what are you going to do? Remember at the beginning, we said that parents want their children to have a relationship with them where you can tell me anything you want. Okay, so how are you managing the meltdowns? How are you managing the times when your child's saying you should die? You're a terrible mother. Are you giving out to them? Because if you are, they won't come back to you and they will do sneaky stuff. And I really, really, really want to tell a story as well. Do, but before um, you go to that story, I was just thinking of something that happened in my house this morning, just just a real life example. And I think the key of what you're saying, right? My son was eating cereal in the sitting room. He, I I must have washed his, what do you call those snooty, slankety things that they wear? They're like fleecy things that keep them warm. I must have washed that three times this week (laughs) because he keeps spilling the cereal. And this morning he was like, mom, can I get a cloth? And I went to say, 
Oh, are you kidding me? Again? I've washed that thing so many times this week. Serious. I stopped. Yeah. Because that's what you're on about. If he's getting that reaction about yeah. that, I think that's what you're talking about. Then how yeah, is he yeah. ever going to come and say, mum, I did a really silly thing. I told somebody where I lived on, on, on my Roblox game. Yeah, absolutely. And even things like, you know, it's time to come off the screens and then the kid has the meltdown. You said that if I give you the screen this time, you weren't going to do that, right? That's it. Your screen's gone for a week. Oh, but I want two more minutes. Okay, have two more minutes, but you're not to cry after two more minutes. After the two minutes, the tears come. You know, you can see there's so much being put into this, mm. so much testing this relationship that's really, really hard. Yeah. And yeah, it is. It's exactly what you said in that moment. And we had the same thing on our sofa this morning too so solidarity yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got oh, the blame were, because I was the one I was Sorry. the one who gave the kid I was the one who gave the kid the thing so oh yeah I was like yeah, yeah I okay not to do that but I did it anyway didn't tell beat me myself up tell me about your transparency story Oh, yeah, I think this is great. Well, so one of my friends went to a screen safety talk. I don't know the name of the person who did it mm -hmm. or anything like that and that's kind of I mean it's a good thing maybe. Oh, yeah, this isn't about slagging people off or anything like that. It's about listening to all the professionals yep. and parents figuring it out. So this person said, right, what you need to do is you as the parent set up a fake Snapchat account with a picture on it that's like looks like someone who your kids might hang out with. So if it's a boy and they're into sport, maybe put like the Man United crest or whatever. Okay, It's being really stereotypical, but yeah, for yeah. simplicity, this is it. And then ask to a friend, send a friend request to your child. If they accept that friend request, you know that they have broken the rules and they are lying to you because you said they're not allowed to friend people they don't You're know. And they did. Absolutely. And I can guarantee you that our kids are cleverer than us. OK, mm. I mean, in every way, shape or form, <laughs> yeah. you know, and. So they, okay, fine. They will raise the bar because their brains are designed to, well, all our brains are designed to survive. So we have an opportunity. Do we survive through openness and transparency and kindness? Or do I have to survive by going underground? Yeah. And this, and this talk is a big talk around where we live. You know, uh, and then, and the, and let's not forget, you've said it on previous podcasts that the teenagers are naturally risk takers. Is it the yeah. amygdala gets smaller so that they take more risks? Have I said the right bit of the brain? I don't know. I'm not that clever. Oh, okay. So I mean, the, there the is a the great, yeah, there one. is a great book on it. Um, oh my god, I can't remember the name. The of whole that. brain child. Right. Yeah. No. Oh. No. <laughs> No, different. No, there's one for for teenagers. I'll remember it, and um, you can tell I'm very hormonal today, right? I will we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, let's do that. It's red. <laughs> is it? And it's about teenagers' brains, is it? Yeah, by Dan Segal. The power and purpose of the teenage brain. Oh, there you go. That's you, it. There well we go. Well done, brain. <laughs> <laughs> ten well out of done. ten. Yeah, absolutely. So it's about working with your child, and you see, here's the thing. All mental health comes from shame. If we break it all down, mm. it's not the experiences that we had. It is. But it's how they created shame in us. Shame and worthlessness and not feeling good enough. That is mental health. That's where yeah. all suicide, self-harm, all about how we feel about ourselves comes from. 
and we're all going to feel those things. And, you know, we can all hark back to our childhood very quickly and remember times where we felt like that. So parents, you have this amazing opportunity to see your child in this vulnerable position, being caught out. And I don't mean friend them to catch them out. They will make mistakes and you will see them. They will say the wrong thing. They will be part of a chat group where bullying is happening. They may not be joining in or they may be joining in, but they may not have known what else to do. I heard a great one recently where a girl said to me, I just didn't know what to do. I knew what they were doing was wrong and I did nothing because I just didn't, I didn't know. And I didn't want those people to hate me. But I also wanted the girl who they were being nasty to. I wanted to help her, but I did not know. So we can come in all guns are blazing and that's it. We're taking the device off you. But when a child gets caught out, when they're vulnerable, parents, we have this amazing opportunity to see it and make it safe. And we go, hey, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you with this. And it's vital. And we've talked about that with the younger ones as well. They already feel bad about what they've done. No mm. child goes oh, I've accidentally done this and uh, they're delighted with themselves. They are already yeah. feeling bad. So what we then put on top of them doesn't need to be the shame bit. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget that like liaising online is a whole new way of learning how to be. You know, even, you know that WhatsApp brought, it must have been like last summer, WhatsApp brought out the function that you can reply to stuff you know, like you sent me a message and then maybe like, I'll give you a thumbs up back. Yes. As a response to the message, not a separate message. And I said to my husband, is this like a new thing now? If I don't love heart someone's message, are they hate? Are they hating me? And I'm like a 40 something year old it do, woman. It depends. It depends on the age of the person. You're yeah. really I mean, like, I don't care. I don't, you know, reply, yeah, my, reply my whatever. Da my daughter said to me the other day, I think that was WhatsApp too. She was like, why do you put a winky face at the end of everything? And I was like, do I? And she was like, that, yeah, you totally yeah, that's, do. that's so weird, mum. I was like, is it? I'm just being like, oh, yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh, OK, OK, OK. My interpretation was different. Well, uh, no. Apparently but... so was hers. So she was like, you gotta, you got to stop doing that. So this so this is the nuanced stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, oh, well, I'm a person that puts, you know, the teens would say to me, I just put three kisses against the end of my messages. And then this other girl started to do it. So now I have to change and I have to go to two kisses. Because, yeah, and that piece that you're saying there, the, the peer group is yeah. really important and especially I'm thinking of our tween age girls that are just coming into this area where the friendship group is just everything. Yeah I mean because so this is where the brain development bit comes in is that being with your peers for the teenage years is everything like it's so much more important to children that they are in with a group but we have to teach them, well, hey, you're also in with us. And that only happens when we spend time with them and hang out with them. It doesn't have to be spending money. It has to just be doing things with your child that makes them feel like they're in. Yeah. You know? The Cam Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need. Yeah, and I think a, a, a key safety thing I don't know where I picked this up from, but 
good couple of years ago now that I had never, I know why, because there was a case in a school in Dublin where a young lad, I think he got expelled from a school for sending certain messages to a girl. But what transpired was he had shared his password or the passcode to his phone with a mate or even a girlfriend or something and they had sent the messages well you can imagine the lengths they had to go to to prove that yeah so for me certainly when my daughter gets a phone imminently it will be i know when you're hanging out with your mates that you know or yeah here's my phone here's my password but maybe that's not such a a good idea because potentially stuff can happen then on your phone that you're not aware of yeah absolutely yeah and then that's also I mean because I've been involved in loads of cases with this as well where Mm. someone's just left their screen open yes you know kind of and then they've gone off with their friends gone off to do something come back and their friends have set up a snake fat a fake snapchat I don't (laughs) honestly my brain fog is crazy a fake snapchat account okay and gone into different groups and talking, pretending to be this person. Yeah. You know, so it's then also empowering your teen to talk to the other child and say, hey, you need to delete that account or you need to do this. And a lot of teens find that bit really hard because they don't want to go against their friend. Even if us as adults were like, well, that that's not being a friend. That's being an asshole doing that. But, it, but it's sometimes not... you can, I have often said to my daughter, you can use me as an excuse if you like. Actually, I, I used it with my son only recently. He'd been on a game for long enough. He was online. He was loving it. He He's only just starting to experience that where his mates are on at the same time and he can talk to them this is like weeks old and loving it but I had to say to him you know it's time to wrap it up and he's like like trying to hold the mic and say no but they're they're on so I wrote down a message next to him and I said tell your friends that we have to go and collect um and he said names so and so from rugby um and that you'll talk to them tomorrow and he said that straight away yeah. He said, I'm sorry, lads, I've got to children. go. I've got to yeah. go because mum's asked. But it was like it, I gave him permission. But you see, this is it. Children know what they're meant to do. So the contract is we decided that you were going to come off screens when I said, I'm going to give you a countdown, but you said you would come off. Children don't have the how. Mm-hmm. They don't know how in this modern fancy world to exit a level of game or communication. And you helped them. You know, and this is the bit that parents are missing. You know, parents are switching off the technology and saying, right, that's it. You're never getting this again. And going and saying all the mad stuff that then you come back from and give them the screen the next day. Yeah. And I I think, I think the, I remember that film with Kate Winslet and her daughter in it. I think it's called I I Am Ruth. Um, And, you know, a, a teenage girl disappearing into her bedroom for hours and hours and hours with a phone is not a healthy thing. It's just not. It's not good for us as adults. You know, I'm sure most of us are like, oh, geez, I've had enough of that today. Turn it off whatever it is. But, you know, if, if you're going to bed and you can see that blue light on under the door, like it's time to step in. It's time to say enough. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, like, I'm just conscious of time here. Yeah, yeah. Because we've already been going about half an hour, and we yep. could go on and on and I on. Yep. I just feel like now is a really good space to wrap it up because we don't want to overwhelm either. No. And the thing to say is, is that, you know, this is day to day hanging out with your children, figuring this out. You know, in my talk 
I can tell you the things to do, the things to say, how to do it. Steph's Kinderama work will help you make play safe and being on screen safe with your child when they're younger. But this is like, we want you to know how to create a relationship that will last you and your child for forever. And that means being okay in the nitty gritty. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When the crazy stuff happens, you do have to tether yourself as a mom. We're yeah. not Mary Poppins or a dad. No. We're not Mary Poppins here. So you do have to tether yourself, but just be the person that your child wants you, wants to talk to. So yeah. Steph, how do we summarize all of this? Oh. <laughs> you go first. I think, well, I you. think, I think the practical safety stuff is quite easy to come by that information of maybe filters or as in filters on websites um yeah. knowing your kids passwords telling them to never give away their location you know never sharing their passwords all of that stuff is quite easy to come by there's loads of people around giving that kind of information it's quite easy to find online and actually the the you know i know i have an iphone it they make it quite easy to to help yeah. you with a child's device okay but the bit we are talking about is it's never too late it's never too late to step in and help them with something it's never too late to say tell your face and your brain don't react don't react take a breath Okay, now I'm going to respond from a place of kindness, not that instant rah, that yeah. just never goes down. And, and you can see then the, that the child's, they also come up and they're giving it back socks and, rah, you know, it just descends. So meeting everyone in a place of kindness and the acceptance that they're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We didn't have these devices when we were their age. Thank God, because I look back at my teenage years and go, geez, can you imagine if somebody had recorded that and shared it? Oh, there's a podcast episode on that <laughs> stuff, isn't there? <laughs> but that's, the, that's the stuff that we yeah. have to picture, that we have to help them with. Yeah, and I think I'd like to finish off from my part about just saying that you as the parent need to create space in your life for all of this. If you're giving your child a screen, create the space to understand the screen and figure out how it works and figure out what your child needs. And it's time consuming and it's exhausting, but it's just a fact. Nobody else will apart from you. So go to my website also if you want to look at the Screen Safety Talk, Thursday, 10 a.m., and Thursday the what? Sorry, just give a, an actual day because obviously when this podcast goes out, as in this coming Thursday, it's Thursday the eighth at ten a.m. And okay. it's online, so people can join. Yeah, and it's going to be recorded and emailed round. People can submit questions Amazing. to me before. Right, I'll so, have a list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, okay, so that kind of wraps up our little trilogy of screen time. So hopefully we've helped. Hopefully we've broken down things in a really digestible way. Um, if there's anything else you need help with, you know where we are. Yes, and apologies for the brain fog today. That's, That's okay. just life, isn't it? We get it. We get it. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.